there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Everyone happy this week because there's no Spurs game to ruin it for us. We've just got international. So what better way to spend the international break than chatting to these two guys, doing a stream, chatting to you guys on the stream and talking about Conte and how things are going and how things are likely to go. Um, yeah, two guests today, both regulars. Uh, Eugene, how you doing? Uh, doing fine, doing fine, all's well. Right, uh, no, international break, so we just sit back, relax, and wait for the Conte effect. Yeah, and at Spurs Eurasian TV, just give yourself a little plug there, uh, uh, yep, where Spurs people can find TV. it, it's in the description anyway. Yeah, uh, Spurs Vision TV on YouTube, you'll find me, right, usually doing two shows a week, uh, one, one on Wednesday, usually it's the midweek show, that usually starts about 2pm GMT, right, and of course we have our Spurs Eurasian uh, specials, right, that we do on Sunday, uh, but uh, this Sunday, I don't think I'll be doing a show today because since it's international break and I'll be taking a break, right? I uh, haven't had a break since some time. Uh, been streaming, I think, for about six, seven weeks or eight weeks straight. I mean, more than that. I mean, five, I mean, I can't remember. We've been streaming like, you know, it's been 40 episodes and we, we haven't had a rest. So, Spurs Vision TV, international break. We're taking a rest this Sunday. Uh, we'll be back again next Wednesday. And then, of course, uh, we'll be back again the following week uh, when Leeds play us at home. Excellent. Uh, if anyone deserves a rest from streaming, it's uh, the person who does 10-hour streams every weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Brian, a regular as well, but uh, the first time in a while that Brian's uh, doing a stream back in Canada. Uh, how are you finding Canada? Uh, okay. How are you finding Canada? You <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you yeah, finding being back in Canada? <laughs> Get me out of here. No. Uh, I'm, I'm... No, sausage roll. So, oh, don't, don't talk, mate. I miss. I can't believe I'm getting a great sausage roll. I'm killing myself about that. I really am. Um, but I had enough curry, so that 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 weighs that uh, back into a better weight. Um, yeah, no, being back in Canada is great. The bet, the jet lag has been uh, okay, but I have a cat that wakes me up at six a.m. every morning, so uh, he hasn't really helped. It's prolonged it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's good to be back. It's only good to be back with my wife. I'm missing them dearly. Um, but only for the people in it, not the country. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I love my life out here, so it's all good to be back. And uh, just want to say a very special hello to uh, Mr. I have 58 billion screens and watch every stream going on the planet in Mr. Wayne Bonner. I, yeah, I swear, I, I, I didn't I mean, get to meet him, but I swear to God, if, if Cribs came around and did a tour of his house, it would just be <laughs> rooms with loads and loads of computers and laptops and screens everywhere, because <laughs> he is everywhere and I love him dearly. Yeah, and just quickly, that. Brian Tottenham on tour, your YouTube channel, quick plug. Uh, if yeah. you uh, don't know where it is, so uh, yeah, we, 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 we've got two Brian's tonight. We've got Rez from Shoutout Spurs and maybe a couple of the other guys. Um, Chris, we'll get you on it. We've got you on the greatest level. Mm. We'll have to get you actually on one of the podcasts. But yeah, definitely. The time difference is like 10 at night, sometimes midnight. So obviously, it may not be time conducive, but we'll, we'll flex to that. But Brian yeah, Island and I are actually having our, our first official board meeting today. Um, oh, where, yeah. where we're discussing the new stuff we want to bring because thankfully from my stint in uh, We Are Tottenham TV and obviously my part in Levy we've grown, the channel grew like 400 subscribers like in the, the, the time I was away and most of it the last two weeks um, since the uh, Nuno out or Levy out chance started so we've got so many ideas for shows but uh, we didn't want to put them into practice till so there's there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff coming out a lot of stuff yeah. and uh, if anyone is a group of the Odera FSA which I invited you into Eugene Chris are you on yeah, yes right Abby is a friend and I'll join you to this very 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 good group which Eugene will have a lot of good stuff yeah. uh, 
very on my side of uh, Tottenham and a certain chairman's uh, position. Um, mm. So yeah, I invite yeah. that. Expect a big announcement on, on their Facebook page. Yeah. Within the Quick question for you, Brian: At what, what time do you stream on tonight? I'm assuming uh, Wayne's uh, talk about UK time there. Uh, okay, so I, I can't realise that, but we're going to go pretty much straight after or, or within the half hour of the England game finishing. Excellent. What time is England playing tonight? Uh, okay, is it seven forty-five or eight? Every one of the two. I didn't even know they were yeah. playing to be perfectly honest. Well, Albania is only San Marino or Albania. So, uh, yeah. But whenever England play Albania, it always reminds me of uh, it's when Paul Gascoigne scored his first goal for England, where he yeah. ran from the halfway line and literally took on the whole team and then just put it in the bottom corner. So uh, yeah. whenever I hear England Albania, that's all that I think of. I hope Gascoigne will score tonight. He probably could. He probably could. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so definitely check those two streams out. Uh, thanks, uh, everybody watching and in the comments. Make sure you hit that like, hit the subscribe. You've got the notification bell there, so that will give you a notification when we're about to go live. Uh, Carl Simpson. Hey, Carl. Thanks for uh, getting in touch. Uh, I'm good, thanks. Hope you're well, too. And Wayne has said, for the first time in a long time, happy for an international break, so Conte can get to work on most of our players. And And... What Wayne's done there is segued nicely into the show. So Eugene Conte has uh, been in charge two games. I think it's about two weeks, possibly not quite two weeks. Slightly annoying that he's got some of the players on an international break, but like Wayne says, a lot of them are still there. <laughs> uh, how do you judge his uh, start so far? Obviously, it's very difficult with only two games, but uh, four points, uh, one point in the league, three in the uh, Conference League. Uh, but yeah, how do you judge his uh, start so far? Uh, I couldn't expect much from him. I mean, just coming in two days or maybe 36 hours before the Vitesse match, right? Uh, and then he played the team that he played, which uh, surprised a lot of us. But uh, it turned out okay in the end. So I guess uh, at the moment now, what Conte is doing, he's testing out the players, uh, feeling out how how far he can push them, right? And then we had the Everton game, which he played the same starting eleven that he played at Vitesse. And of course, uh, we got a clean sheet. Okay, it was against Everton. Everton wasn't that fantastic anyway going forward, right? So, uh, we'll give him time, right? Uh, I've been saying all this while. Uh, Conte's just arrived, right? He's not even been here for 10 days yet. I'm sorry, uh, I mean, he was here last week. Maybe more or less about 11 days or so, mm. right, at the moment. And now he's got the international break. Uh, my, I got this inkling feeling is that if he's with this group of players that's left behind, and if he can get a tune out of them, uh, don't be surprised, the Leeds game, there'll be a lot of changes in the team. A lot of changes in the first team, right? So, let's see what happens, right? Let's see what happens. Uh, for me, yeah, I'm a wait-and-see guy, right? Uh, there are too many too many uh, scenarios and narratives that has to be played out, right? Uh, whether our squad is good enough, right? Because we've been slating our squad for the past three years, they're not good enough, right? So, don't expect Conte to come in uh, in two weeks and turn them into all superstars and all that, right? So... Let's see how it goes. And like I said, uh, end of year comes, January transfer window comes. That's the big test. That's yeah. when the big test, right? So yeah. let's see how it goes. Uh, Mark Swift put a comment. Don't worry, we won't say anything. Eugene Bryan. Secret safe with me. Yeah. Us. Uh, Carl Simpson yeah, has yeah. said he thinks it's been okay so far. Let's face it, one Premier League game has made us look more solid now. He needs to get the attacking sorted. Uh, do you agree with that, Brian? I, I, we definitely looked a lot more solid, and, and we had a 
a five, ten minute spell after the penalty appeal where we were under the cosh, which under Nuno, we'd have conceded the goal there and, and we rode that out and then had a few attempts ourselves. But yeah, uh, do, do you agree with Carl there? And what do you think of this start so far, Conte? So I'll start on Cole's comment and then obviously go back to, to Wayne's uh, comment about the international breaks. So I completely, totally agree with him. Cole, Cole is bang on the money. And the reason he's bang on the money is last year, it's our first draw. We're here in November mm. and it's our first draw. And we kept our first clean sheet since the first three games of the season uh, in the Premier League. And actually, it might have been in total. Oh, no, Mura didn't score against us. Yes, it did. Bloody hell, it might have been half. Jesus Christ. It is our actual <laughs> first clean sheet. Jesus Christ, how bad is that? How bad yeah. is that? But uh, Oh, no, Burnley. Burnley, my bad. I thought it was too good to be true. Um, but, Certainly but, in the league. So, yeah, definitely in the league. And... That's well. Listen, we have the greatest strikers. They just need to find their form, um, mm. especially one Harry Kane. But we kept a clean sheet, and the defense did, and a defense looked solid with Ben Davies and Eric Dyer, who deserved a lot of credit from that game, a lot of credit because that's what they had to do. Um, and it had only been one game. It has only been one game. And like Wayne said, I don't think we could have picked a better time for Conte to come in because now he's got like a mini preseason with everyone. He's even mm. given. The, uh, the the people that have gone away, a fitness regime to do on top of their training. So when they come back, it's not like, oh, you've been on international, I want you this fit. So he gets to see, the way I said it on Eugene's show on Wednesday was, what he's got now is, but when we all are employed, like Mark Swifty and if his boss sees, you're on a, a verbal, a, a verbal, a verbal, a written warning, a final written warning, you're out the door. And that's basically where a lot of these players are now. They're at the final written warning, out the door kind of scenario. And Conte has these two weeks to sit down with them and say, right, this is what's going to happen. This is how I'm going to play. This is what we're going to Because it's not just on the training pitch they'll be monitored. He will have eyes everywhere, whether it's their, their conduct off the pitch, their attitude, their their, their passion, everything. <laughs> so, shh, I'll speak. <laughs> so, um, so it all it it all comes down to how players react to him in this two week period. Like, obviously, Hoybier is not there, but if he was there, you know exactly how he would respond. He would give one hundred and ten percent, do everything, everything would be fine. It's people like Delhi, it's people like Harry Winks, it's it's people that we know have been there for a long time that need to get out. It's how how they respond to him. Um, and we'll see, but yeah, having him right now, and exactly like Wayne Bonner said, having the international break is probably the best bit, best bit thing that could have happened to us right now because it does give him those two weeks. And we saw things on the Everton game already within like two training sessions that looked a world of difference. So uh, let's see what happens against Leeds. It's a great team to play, actually, by the way, because they'll just come out, attack, 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 you know, yeah, full stop. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Eugene Bryant's touched it on there with a fitness regime. He's brought with him Conte, not just vast experience, but three fitness coaches. And now he's banned ketchup as well. So I think the players, if they were under any illusions, aren't now that this guy means business and uh, it's not just mess about time. He, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's uh, allegedly three, one yeah. coach is designed especially for Indon Ballet, but. Uh, I mean, do you, do you think it's the hard work starts now? Like Brian says, if they don't play ball, if they, they let their standards slip, even by 1%, think, they're going to be out the door by January and he's not going to tolerate it? Or, or 
Yeah, I mean, to me, fitness coaches, it looks like he's trying to get back to a kind of Pochettino style in the fact that we kept going right to the end, had so much energy, and that's why we scored a lot of late goals. Uh, but yeah, well, <laughs> the no catch-up is, is, is uh, obviously, he's been told by his nutritionist there, but what, what do you think of that? Three fitness coaches, maybe one exclusively for Ndombele and no catch-up. Uh, no ketchup and no pineapple on pizza. Come on. Uh, the fitness coaches and all that coming in, I think uh, Conte know what, knows what he's doing, right? Uh, it could be no ketchup, no mayonnaise, no Coca-Cola, no fizzy drinks. No, it's just a health regime that he has to readjust their diets back to optimize their body. But everybody's body reacts differently to different kind of uh, food intake you take in, right? If no ketchup for some, some might be able to do it, but uh, there's a nutritionist coming in. Conte will know what to do because his system is very meticulous, right? He analyzes every little detail, right? And like you said, like Brian says, uh, you know, the, the rumor out there is that the, he's already given them a, 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 a fitness regime that the players have to follow when they're on international break. A part of their training you do, they have to follow that too. For all you know, Conte might have a spy in the, in, in 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 inside the, the national teams, right? To make sure they do the physical training, right? You don't lie to me, you know. If you didn't do it, didn't do it, right? I have people in there seeing you. So let's see, let's see. But uh don't forget these guys going out for international break, like to South America and all that, you know, like mm -hmm. Brian, you know, jet lag when they come <laughs> back from all this flying in the distance and all that, right? And there's one thing that we keep forgetting, the injuries that might happen, right? That's what my, my worry is, the injuries that might happen. You know, we have, I think, who is out? Uh, Romero, Sanchez. Is Sanchez gone off to Argentina? Romero Sanchez is in Argentina. Uh, no, uh, Romero, sorry, Romero and La Celso is in Argentina. Sanchez has gone to Colombia. Son has gone off to South Korea, mm -hmm. right? And the most of them are scattered around Europe. And don't forget, uh, the under... 21s, you know, Skippy is playing too, right? Uh, Skippy is playing too for the under-21s, for the junior teams and all that. There are a few few scenarios that we have to look at at the moment. But, uh, you know, fingers crossed, none of them come back injured, right? But uh, we'll have to see. Like tonight, uh, England's game against Albania, it looks like a game that should more or less be written off. We should win it, but you never know. You never know, right? So, but I hope that, uh, let's, Hope Harry Kane goes out there banging a few goals, right? Gets his confidence back. So when he comes back to the league, he has that confident feeling again in him, right? That's like what's, yeah. that's what I hope for, right, for Harry Kane. We'll talk about right. Kane in a bit, but yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Off there. No, 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 no. It's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. done. <laughs> Barry Ambrose has asked, will Undumbele ever catch up? Catch up? Uh, possibly. Very good. Uh, yeah, well, you could have that. I read that and I thought he hasn't read it. I, he hasn't put the correct sentence in, but now that's very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's Mark, good. That's Mark good. Swift likes ketchup. I, I could live with Conte's rule. I'm not a massive fan of ketchup. Yeah, at all. I'm an HP uh, guy myself. Yeah, I'm um, a chili sauce guy. But yeah, I, I, I think that's a good point, Eugene. Certainly with the, the, the players that are travelling a lot. But I think, like like you said, Conte looks at every little detail. I don't think he'd have given a a, a, a regime that is going to damage them in in terms of get them to do too much knowing that it's probably a slightly different regime fitness regime for people like sun and the, the, the south americans because they are traveling so far to someone like a cane for example uh i read that hoiberg's injured so he won't he's traveled with denmark but he won't play um but yeah i mean what do you think uh, um 
uh, Brian, with the, the three fitness coaches, no catch-up. Do, do you think that points to a fact that the players almost had the run of the asylum under Nuno? There was no, there had been rules, obviously, no meticulous rules like this, and, and, and rules that sound a little bit silly, like no catch-up, but will make a difference at the top, top, top level. Do, do you think that Nuno wasn't that bothered about that or didn't know about that, or, or and Conte's just come in and looked at absolutely everything with a fine-tooth code? Well, well, you say uh, no, didn't worry about it. Tom Huddleston told a famous story about um, about when one day Ramos was involved and he banned all this kind of stuff. And he and they said Tom Huddleston said as soon as he left, we all had stuff with ketchup on and blah 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 blah. <laughs> but they're like literally because they didn't see the, the the benefit of it with what they were doing. Well, now I can kind of understand it with Ramos because he weren't the greatest manager, didn't have any pedigree. You look at I spoke about it the other day. When Arsene Wenger came in and he, he started this, Ian Wright has gone on, do, uh, on countless <laughs> documentaries and said when he first came in and did it, we didn't have a clue what we were like. What the hell is this Arsenal? Everyone was like Arsene who to begin with, even the Arsenal players. Mm. And they said when he did this, they were like, what the hell is he doing? What the? But they gave it a go. They said within three months, they said they had never felt fitter, never felt better. And we're talking to people that were in the latter stages mm. of their career as well. And they said the difference in them in games like Jesus Christ and when you look at it from one day Ramos I can kind of understand he didn't learn the language let's face it he didn't really know what he was doing he shouldn't have been there in the first place because that parasite sacked Martin Yol in the way he did it still should have been Martin Yol's team I do um, feel sorry for Ramos in a sense that he came in but didn't, didn't he win a cup yeah. strike assault yeah, yeah I mean yeah. Well, that, 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 that wouldn't help but that is that's down to a person we're not you talking about who, right yeah. now um, <laughs> you I've already mentioned know his who, name yeah. once and I don't want to mention it another two times because we know what happens um, yeah. <laughs> but look, when Antonio Conte comes in and says right I want to do this I want to do that and then you look at what Antonio Conte has achieved and you know that he wins things regardless how, and you've got to remember he only stays at club for a short amount of time and everywhere he goes, he's a serial winner. It's not he's there for 10 years and he wins six cups. He's there for three years, wins three cups, or two years and wins one cup. He wins stuff. So the players can't say, like they, apparently they were getting annoyed at the end, saying at the end of Pochettino's era, saying, listen, we're doing all this and we're getting nowhere with it. And that's why they started throwing their toys out the pram because they kept coming. Thank you, sweetheart. My, my wife just made me a beautiful cup of tea, which I'm going to enjoy. Um, so. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so they started getting annoyed because of, obviously, the lack of silverware, the lack of whatever. That weren't just Poch's fault. That's what I've not mentioned his name, but that was that person's fault. <coughs> Whereas this time, they got Conte, and they know full well that this guy wins. And they need to do this. And like I said, with the three fitness coaches, the thing I love about that is I'm sure they're not three of the same fitness coaches. One of them will have a, a bigger... Uh, expertise in recovery one of them will have a bigger in nutrition one of them will have a bigger so when you look at those three fitness coaches they're there for a reason they follow him everywhere and mm -hmm. using them again brings the trophies that he wins so i would have cared if he brought 28 fitness coaches <laughs> um, and people i'm sure like people like London Bele and delhi might be concerned yeah. but, 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 but um you've just got a big up for making me a nice cup of tea from what so, so there you go yeah. she's uh um so, so yeah, so uh, I, I'm, I'm all for it. Listen, let's face it, they need it. Since Posh, yeah. they look woefully out of shape. Woefully yeah. out of shape. They, they, I mean, when you look at it, we thought there was a sizable increase under Nuno. 
we we all like oh my god they look fitter yet they were still 20th in runs made mm. distance covered so it just goes to show how looks can be deceiving um so having these people in is fantastic and uh looking forward to it um i want to see Deliani touch your cap if you're knackered because I'm just, <laughs> just get that down and get him out. Right, right. He, he wouldn't have any 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 energy to touch his cap. Yeah, he'll be like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. it hurts. Yeah. And don't forget, you know, one of the uh, one of the fitness coach name uh, nickname is the Marine. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Yeah, I just yeah. worked out. Actually, yeah. hopefully, he's going to be making so work so hard. He'll be too knackered to pick up a controller to play Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get on to Delhi a, a bit later on. Uh, or must we? <laughs> well. Well, I've, I've got a banner that says prime candidates to be shown the door. So oh, they're fine. I'm that's talking a about let's, a, let's a few let's players. Talk but, um, let's talk about him now, actually. Uh, prime candidates to be shown the door. For me, it's Delhi. I think you mentioned it there, Brian, Fortnite. I, th I think he's lost the love for football. He cares more about things like Fortnite and his endorsements. Very much reminds me of Pogba. Uh, so I think... I, I'm not sure Delhi will will take on board what the fitness coaches are saying and Conte is saying. And, and I, I always come back to that thing in the documentary when Jose said he was a shit trainer and he just laughed. I mean, that could be edited. He could have been laughing at a joke that someone made and they've just edited it. But but if it is genuine and he does that with Conte, Conte will either run across the room and strangle him or he'll just say to Levy, he's never playing for me again, get him out the door. But um, he's my prime candidate to leave. And Don Bele, if he can't... Um, you know, um, get to grips with the fitness could be another one. There's a yeah. few others. Wayne has said he'd love to see Tanganga under Contenis regime. You can see him stepping up. Ali should have gone a long time ago. But I think if you ask most Spurs fans, who do you think will be first out the door? I think a lot of people say Delhi. But uh, would you agree with that, Brian? And, and, yeah. and who else do you think is a prime candidate for out the door? Again, Carl, Delhi has to go completely believes in his own hype shame it's not done I, I do i do have a little bit of sympathy that uh when ericsson left he lost the uh person who created him in space same as dembele but you've these things happen in football you've got to adapt and and he just doesn't seem interested but yeah ryan i'll come to you first uh, prime suspects to be shown a door under contain january so i would talk a lot about Delhi. i mentioned another company at the end but people will know eugene will know for sure because i've been saying this for about a year now the whole time I've been saying Delhi out the door, Delhi out the door, Delhi out the door. I've wanted him gone for a long time. Now, you you liken him to Pogba. I liken him now to Adebayor because he'll go somewhere, get a, another contract, be absolutely sensational for two years, get a huge contract, and then this will start again. Listen, when you say about he lost Ericsson, like you said, other players should go, do you know what? Star players left, or one of the stars. I know I am a star, but now I've got a chance to be a bigger star. Yeah. So I'm now going to fill those shoes. I've got a chance really to... And he's kind of gone the other way. He yeah. he came in like... I mean, when we signed him, I remember my best mate who was a gooner. I was going, ha ha, look at you buying people from the MK Dons in League One. I was, like, <laughs> mate, I was like, mate, trust me. This kid, I've been watching him for a while. He is going to destroy the Premier League. It may take a year or whatever. He is going to come in and he'll be in the England squad within a year and a half of him playing regularly for Tottenham. And he was like, okay... We'll put a bet on and we always put bets on for curries and he, he owes me 386 at the moment so uh, <laughs> um so so uh, so we see now look, when he came in he did exactly what i said he was absolutely incredible when we watched the first spurs arsenal game together which he got man the match and it's the one where harry came so it was the one one when danny rose played that long ball and we had the uh seat belt uh kit 
And he said, Do you know what, mate? I'll gladly pay for this curry because he's just absolutely dominant. And he was superb. He was absolutely superb. Um, for me, his downfall came when Mr. Dembele went. Well, it wasn't Ericsson, because when Mr. Dembele left, seeing that we didn't sign a replacement for him, we dropped him deeper. Mm. And when we dropped him deeper, you, you can't have a player that good in that position at that age and say, right, you're brilliant there, that's your best position. But now, because we can't get someone to fill in this position, we're going to have to take your strengths and work on your weaknesses here. And That's not how you should do it. When you've got a, a diamond, you put them in the right position. Football's a, like, um, mm. I can't remember who said it. I think it was uh, it might have been Harry Redknapp. When he said football's an easy game, just play 11 players in their best position. That's it. That's it. And, and obviously we dropped him deep. But then you look at his attitude. Mm. And you've got a chance to see his attitude over the last three years. I mean, the documentary did him no favours, especially when he's laying on an injury bench uh, talking about his three favourite chocolates. And I'm like, what? <laughs> You're getting paid God knows how much money in the world. You're sitting there recovering from an injury. You're full of shit. And you're joking about the physios. And everyone, oh, and list your favourite three chocolates. I don't know. Let's list your three weaknesses and work on them to get them back where you want. His attitude stinks. Don't get me wrong. Denny Alley, the footballer, on fire, is superb. Is absolutely superb. But he's not there anymore. And the thing is, mm. all this touch your forehead or, or touch your cap or let's go to Dubai and flash off my six-pack because a six-pack is exactly what you need in football. I, I, I must check the stats for goals scored off of a six-pack. Um, I must be missing <laughs> the case. Um, because and everyone, everyone's supposed to say, oh, look, Denny's back and he... He ran up, listen, people kept talking about how much the ground he covered against Man City. Well, well done. You ran around a lot on a football. That's your job. Christian Eriksen used to be the top runner, in, even when he was leaving. And what did he do with the ball? Nothing. Um, so for me, his attitude stinks. I mean, even that hairdo, like everyone's got the right to do whatever. But when you're in the media that much and your football is coming up to, under so much scrutiny and people are, are turning against you, you go and shove yourself in the media spotlight again by doing something stupid like that. Then you've got Pep's daughter. Then you've got this. Then you've got enough. Enough. The football, like you said, the football has left him. He's mm. got a big contract, very, very, very young age. And he just, I don't want it. If he turns it, the thing is, if he comes back to what he was, you still know in the back of your head, he's got, he's got the, the potential to very easily turn it off again. And you don't need a player that can just switch it on and switch it off and switch it on in, in, in such a bad, bad way. So for me, he is he's the first, second, third, fourth, fifth person that we need to get out the door. And not just for getting him out the door, he, you take his attitude with him, which for me is a big, big problem in the dressing room. It won't be any more because of Conte, but it's huge. Winks needs to go. Matt Doherty, listen, if, if, if he gets a deal, I'll fly back to Canada and give him a piggyback the whole way. I don't care where <laughs> it is. I will personally, because I don't drive, I'll personally take him wherever he needs to go. And you know what? For once, I'm going to say, what I've said as well is we, 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 we get so much sentimental attachment to players or players that have served the club for a long time and whatever. And it's natural to feel that. Now, I have a deep, deep love for Pierre Bobio. Absolutely idolise him, adore him. I think he's fantastic for what he does on the pitch as well as off the pitch. But if Conte says, do you know what? He doesn't figure in my plans. I want this player instead. I'm going to upgrade. Then enough of my sentiment. Antonio Conte, if he thinks something's right for Tottenham, I believe him. So, um, 
I think there's going to be a few shocks, but Derry, mm. Winks, Doherty will be the ones that I put their primary in. I won't mention Davies because Davies is doing the job at left back. And the one thing you get with Davies or left, left centre back, Davies may be not up to scratch. Davies may not be the perfect person we want there, but we need other items, other items, other positions addressed first. We've got cover at centre back. And you know what? One thing you can guarantee with Davis is he's not one of the people that are spewing poison everywhere and having a bad attitude. So um, that's what we need to get rid of. We need to uh, address the areas we desperately need rather than just getting rid of someone like Davies just for the sake of getting rid of Davies. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a few comments here. Mark Swift doing my job for me. Hit like and sub. Absolutely. Two jobs yeah, at once. Mark, Look at go. Yeah, make sure you hit the like, make sure you hit the sub, uh, and then obviously when you've done that, go on the description and go to Spurs Asian TV and put them on tour and do the same. Uh, Carl Simpson, <laughs> uh, Dr. had Vanado in his pocket last night. I think that's kind of joking. He always plays quite well for Ireland. Maybe that's what the easy score like position. Zero, zero. I don't know. I, I know they didn't win Portugal. I, I, zero, zero. That's the Conte effect. Two clean sheets, eh? Yeah, and uh, Wayne Bonner, good comment here. I can see Conte keeping Winks for the rest of the season. I th I think Winks could improve under Conte. Obviously, if he gets game time. Well, he also says, I like... <laughs> I'd also like to see Rodon get more game time and Scarlett will grow and develop. It's certainly going to be interesting to see who goes. With Scarlett, I think he's 17, uh, Eugene. Um, if he's not going to play, get him out on loan. Get him 40 games a seat where it won't be in January. It'll be about 20-odd. 25 games a season games to develop that way uh you can learn off Kane but if you're not playing you're not going to learn that much but uh Winks I think could stay I think he, if he gets some game time under Conte Conte could get the best out of him again but uh yeah same question to you Eugene uh who do you think are the prime suspects to be going in in January uh coming down to this right uh in summer we had a whole list of Deadwood that we want to get rid of right yeah it started from A to Z okay uh we've I mean, Sissoko has moved on, uh, Rose moved on, okay. right? Mori has moved on, right? These three players have gone. Left behind that was part of the Deadwood list, you know, Wings, Ali, Davis, you know, uh, who else? Even Ndombele, some of them want to get rid of Sanchez, Dyer, Moon Boots, you know, we've been giving all kinds of names for them, right? But for me, right, how I feel is we can't tell at the moment. I can't tell who Conte is going to get rid of because deep down inside, only Conte knows, right? And I've do, been do you watching. Think he'll come in and do a Nuno, and it's a clean slate for everybody, and then he'll quickly make his mind up who's the dead wood and needs to go. Or do you think he he kind of knows who he what? Who, he's got an inkling of. Uh, uh, I, no, it, I, it's all on a clean slate, uh, uh, Chris. Haven't you seen the Vitesse game? You start Davis, right? Everton game, you still start mm -hmm. Davis. If it wasn't a clean slate, right, Davis wouldn't be playing, right? But what I'm saying is that only Conte knows who he wants and who he needs. Right, and I've been watching the uh, trainings uh, videos from the Spurs uh, YouTube channel and all that. Conte is even bringing in the youth now to train with the se the seniors that are left behind. Don't be surprised; one or two of the youth end up in the first team against Leeds. We never know that, but of course, uh, there's always been this thing said about Conte: he doesn't like to play those who are too young. But we also know that Conte knows that if you're good in, if you're good enough, you're old enough. It doesn't matter how old you are. Uh, for the I call for Scarlett. Oh, Scarlett is 17. I think he needs to go out on loan. That's the best part for him. Go down to League One, go down to the Championship, play, you know, one or two seasons there. 
build up his body strength, you know, build up his speed, build up his sharpness, awareness, and all that. These boys need to play regularly. The more regularly you play, you more in tune you become, right? Then when you bring them back, maybe you still loan loan them up to a lower, uh, lower, lower. We call lower position uh, Premier League team, right? Let them play there for a while to get some Premier League experience, right? Don't forget, Harry Kane went out to nine clubs for loans yeah. before he came back to us to be our top striker. Nine clubs, you know. But that's a bit sad because Spurs always do that, you know. Uh, we are not like Chelsea. Chelsea has got, you know, like 300 youth talents and every one of them are spot on, right? They have so many of them until they, they have to sell them or loan them out first and later buy them back, you know, like Lukaku, you know? Yeah, Lukaku De Bruyne as well. well right? no, De Bruyne, back today, right? no, yeah. Salah, don't forget, Chelsea has sold a lot of them, right? So, but we don't have that youth. I mean, I don't know why we don't have the kind of system that we should have, right? To build up our youth in that sense, right? But... Of course, Chelsea did a lot of naughty things, right? And got suspended for three windows. So <laughs> not 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 being able to transfer a buy-in place and all yeah, that. We have but, got some good ones coming through though, haven't we? The, the Divine, Scarlet, no, Mac and Day. It's not proven, you see. Night and Day, as I call it. Yeah, Mac and Day, yeah. Mac and Day, yeah. Happy Divine. That's like you say there, they have to play like Kane did, go out on loan yeah. to play. Uh, yeah, it goes one big round before the, he comes back to us. And it takes a lot of time, right? Uh, like what Chelsea did is like, you know, if you're good enough, you're with the first team. But I think Chelsea's business plan is what they do is, right, they, they pick up all these youth players on a cheap three, five mm -hmm. million pounds. When they reach a certain standard, when they're 18 or 19 or 20, right, they sell them for 10, yeah, 15, for profit, yeah. right? And they get a profit. They turn that profit and go and buy a star player. Simple as that. That's yeah, their yeah. business plan. Yeah. So, so I see how they do business. I just want to quickly add on Scarlett. Now, I've been saying for ages, I love Dane Scarlett. I think he's, yeah. honestly, I keep comparing him to the next Michael Owen. In fact, he's new better. But as I keep saying, I want him to start. But when I say I want him to start or come off the bench, I want him on the pitch whilst a Harry Kane or a human son is there. Or yeah. both. Or both. Because every time you put yeah. him on, you're getting him to lead the line with a bunch of people that aren't cohesive or whatever. And he's not going to learn. When you've got someone like Kane, like like, like I said it, mm. Owen had Fowler, Fowler had Rush, um, yeah. Rooney had Van Nistelrooy. All of them played alongside a complete superstar, and that's just me thinking of a few youngsters that have come through. Um, so you look at it, and if he gets game time in the in the Conference League or Carabao Cup game, when he's playing up alongside those two when we're like two three new up rather than subbing scarlet for one of them say no 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 we're gonna have 20 minutes with you playing with them so you are gonna know now i think a loan move for him like you said is gonna be the right way because there's no way he's bursting in especially if a do some vlahovic comes especially um which i actually i believe i don't say we are gonna get him i believe we're, we're, we're seriously seriously interested in him it's just down to Get it you know over who. the line. Um, you know who? Yeah. Um, and I mean, this is the thing the stars are aligned that apparently he's coming, and there's only one person that can mess it up. So, once again, um, but if he comes in, Dane Scarlett needs a loan move. He is only 17, mm -hmm. but Dane Scarlett going down to a championship team and getting told he's going to get regular game time, I think will be the making of him. That, that's, yeah. that's far yeah. better experience but, for me than a, you know having a, a game yeah. here or there with yeah. Kane or Son or for 30 yeah. minutes. It needs to be no, but, but guys, my, my fear for Scarlett is right every time he plays with a weakened team, right, and he doesn't perform right, that could hit his confidence. You know what I'm saying? 
then the pressure falls back onto him. Then he'll he'll be saying, "Why I, you know, it, it falls back into him." When you start losing confidence that young, right? Your confidence in in being a striker that young, that might have a lot of this type of effect on him. So I think to a certain extent, what Brian says is, is very true. If you put him in with a cane or a son, which can actually deliver balls to him to have him have a shot, prove himself that he can carry the ball and and do something with it, right? Instead of just standing around. Uh, uh, in the third quarter of the field and no balls coming to him. He's just running back and forth, left and right, left and right, right? And when the ball gets to him, if he doesn't do something good with it, the confidence level falls a bit, right? So, like you said, if he just get a chance to play, it would be better if he has Kane alongside him, right? Or Son alongside him to play along him, right? But now with Conte coming in, I think maybe January he might even get a loan. Yeah, I, I hope he does because the other thing you get with a loan, maybe not a championship, maybe even lower, he's the main man there. He's never going to be the main man at Spurs while Kane and Son are there. Mm-hmm. And and you have the responsibility as the main man to score the goals. I think that'll do wonders for him. Uh, you know, what, but I, also, I, just, a, just a very, very quick point. There. If we do get Vlahovic, you're potentially looking at a 17-year-old and a 21-year-old mm-hmm. that could potentially yeah. be your strike force. Yeah, Obviously, we'll, we'll, again, we'll get to, we need cover for them too if they go spearheading it. But then you look at it, you've got a strike force that could be together for a long, long, long time, especially if we get up to the heights of uh, where we think we will be able to, uh, where we'll be able to get to. So Vlahovic and Scarlett sounds like quite a formidable strike force. Yeah. For the future. Uh, a few comments. We'll, we'll come into uh, transfers in a bit later on. Uh, Apparently, Conte loves Skip, says Wayne. I mean, who doesn't? You talk about Delhi's attitude. Skip seems to be the complete opposite way around. What do you think of the rumours about Anana? I, I haven't really heard about that, but we'll come to transfers in a bit later on. Uh, Mark Swift has said, why can't we buy Edwards back? I mean, you talk about bad attitude. That's what Conte said. Uh, Conte. Potts said about Edwards that the attitude was hampering yeah. him being one of the I best in the world. Uh, and Bob, uh, how you doing, Bob? Big up, beautiful players. Yeah, Scarlet Marks, mediocre players won't enhance him as a player. I'm a firm believer young players should be introduced to progressive, confident teams. I, I think we all agree there. And then he yeah, says, Big up to Bob, who's currently with Kim B, Arthur and Iris, the, the uh, parents of Kim B, who are wonderful, wonderful people mm. that I got to meet uh, last Thursday after I had my uh, We Are Tottenham TV tattoo done. Um, oh. they're, uh, and, and her brother and uh, Kim's brother Glenn, they're, they're a wonderful, wonderful family, mm. and obviously Bobby's family oh. to me. So, uh, so yeah, big up everyone in the community. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're on, household. We're all family, they're on your, yeah, yeah, they're on your channel quite a lot, aren't they, Eugene? And then Bob ends yeah. it with piss off. Where if you give us about yeah. half an hour, we'll uh, grant your wish, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we've obviously said who, 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 who's going out, who isn't. We haven't mentioned one guy, which is uh, Kane, who will probably be uh, subject to transfer speculation again, Eugene. But will Conte be able to find the old Kane? I, I, I do believe if we get a playmaker, that will help him. Without the playmaker, Kane is having to be the playmaker because he's the most creative player yeah. or, or best yeah. passer there. But do, do you think Conte will find um, the old uh, Kane? He, he, said, he said during Chris, 2020. Chris, I think. No, I think Chris Conte will tell Kane, right? You better find yourself. I'm not gonna find you. I'm not gonna find find you for you, right? Yeah, you well, find yourself and perform. The only reason I mention that is because he said in a, a Euro 2020 yeah. uh, uh, yeah. punditry that uh, Kane's good at coming to the ball and stringing and uh, play together, which is great. But if I was coach, he'd be in the box because that's where he's devastating. And we saw yeah. with Nuno, he, he was just 
so isolated him and Son up top. Yeah. So do you think Conte will kind of form a system in, in an yeah. attacking sense? Uh, Carl said it as well, didn't he? Uh, that we look so much more solid now. It has to be about the attacking part. So do you think Conte will find a system that gets out the, the best of Kane and Son as well and the other players going forward? As, and whereas Nuno, it looked like they were completely isolated. It looked like he didn't really understand that we had two strikers on the pitch. No. Uh, sorry to say, right? Uh, I think Nuno never had the respect of the squad, so that's why he couldn't get a result out of them. So that's basically it. Uh, Conte has, I think, the utmost respect of all the players, right? But mm. uh, I mean, sometimes it's sad to say, you know, the players choose who they want to play for. Uh, it's not yeah. good on you know, in imagery style, you in the end, you come and think about it. I mean, you're being paid, it doesn't matter who is the manager, you're supposed to be playing for the club, not the manager, but uh. Our club culture hasn't been good for the past five years, right, since Poch left. Uh, so let's see how it goes. Uh, getting the best out of Kane, like I said before, right, uh, I don't think Conte will be going out there and say that I'm trying to get the best out of you, right, but because the best is in you, right, you must find a way to bring it out yourself. But uh, Conte more or less will have a system in place for how he wants Kane to play, right? So in the end of the day, like what Conte has been saying, Right, he's been telling the fans to be patient, uh, uh, to give some patience to the players and all that. And he himself has to be patient with the players too. So I think he sees a lot of deficiencies in our squad. So he himself has to be patient with the players too. So at the moment, uh, he comes in two games, right, back to back, international break. So most, I think, do we have like about? 15 players out of international break or 10 players out of international break? Yeah, we something like that. It's double figures. Yeah, yeah it's double figures. We are, we've got them out. So he's left behind with the rest of the boys who haven't gone out, right? So I guess with them stuck with him for about 10 to 14 days, mm, like I said, don't be surprised when we play Leeds, right? It could be a totally different team for all you know. Totally different team. But one thing is good. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, England plays their last match on Monday. Yes. If I don't mistaken, yeah. If they play the last match on Monday, about against, five six days with yeah, Kane he gets another yeah Kane and yeah. But don't forget, Son has to fly back from Korea. That I don't see yeah. that. Then the South American boys again might not be involved in that that training part. So, uh, we'll see. Like I said, uh, I I've been the, the kind of person been saying, uh, you know, we'll wait and see because there are too many narratives going around at the moment. Uh, there are too many people being, you know, thinking about A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way to Z and trying to, you know, build up things in their mind. But in the end of the day, we can't read Conte's mind, right? Uh, only we just can wait and see what is his decisions are. Right? And being a fan, right, that has so much, uh, being so happy that Conte is here, we too must have the faith in him. We must give him some faith, right, to turn this squad around at the moment not say change the players and all that because we're not even reached january transfer window yet the squad that we have now has to be turned around that's all i think that's what he's trying to focus is that get them up to the fitness level that he wants to perform in the way that he wants the style that he wants right now we play as a team right we are no more a hurricane team we are no more a son human team now we are a conte team a conte squad that every player that goes in and out of this first 11 right does a job specific uh, specifically suited and programmed by conte for them to do that's all right and then the results will come 
Yeah, I mean, do you agree with that, Brian? And what do you think of how Kane will fare under Conte this season? I agree with the wonderful start to that by Eugene saying, um, with Conte, he hasn't got to find him. It's like Harry Redknapp used to say when people were saying to him, Oh, you're getting in the Champions League, how are you going to keep all these players happy? And he said, You've got it twisted. I, I don't have to make them happy, they have to make me happy. So that's what, <laughs> that, that, that's what Kane's got to do now. Listen, Kane has a lot, let's face it, if there's anyone that's got a lot of credit in the bank with the fans, it's Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, do you think he large, still has after the whole summer uh, no, training? He, he took a large withdrawal, withdrawal from his credit with the summer fiasco. Um, and then it's been draining. He, he, he's about to go in overdraft, basically, um, <laughs> with, um, with the, what he's been doing. Because we know he's there. We know he's there. And like, 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 like uh, Eugene said, Nuno came in. When you're the ninth choice manager, you don't have respect for your team. You don't have any kind of respect whatsoever. And it clearly, clearly showed. Now, the good thing for Harry Kane is England will hopefully find the old Harry Kane because they've got, let's face it, without any disrespect, bless you, Don, they have uh, San Mourinho. San Mourinho? I'm making up countries now. San Mourinho <laughs> on Monday. San Mourinho might do better than San Marino, to be you fair. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> they have San Mourinho on Monday and they have Albania tonight. Now, Harry yeah. Kane is chasing that England target. Let's, put, let's not get that wrong. And he's got a phenomenal, phenomenal England return. He's going to smash Wayne Rooney's record. We all know that. Um, yeah. So he should potentially get a bag full of goals in the next two games. Potentially, he should do. If Harry Kane is back or Harry Kane is on the way back, this this kind of game is very, very easy for him. Um, it should be the return of Kane. It should be the return of Kane. What we've got to do is... Um, Conte once said, and this is him saying, he goes, listen, when I came to Chelsea and after that Arsenal game, and then he went to his back three, he goes, listen, finding the right team is like getting a, a tailor-made suit. You've literally tried a suit and then obviously you have it tailored to what is the best for the squad that they currently have. Um, so, so literally, that's what he's doing. And he's got to find a way of keeping Kane in the box because we know that Kane likes to get involved. And don't get me wrong, that's not a criticism of him. He has got one of the best ranges of passing I've ever seen, period. Uh, forget his playmaking. Like when we had Poch when he was dropping deep, some of those passes he made were like Beckham, Hoddle, Gerard. Yeah. Like literally 50, 60 yard ball spread, like pinpoint accuracy. But the most devastating Harry Kane was the, the beginning of Poch and the season where we finished second, where he did not do this. He may have dropped into like a Teddy roll, but he did not drop deeper than that. Yeah. And do you know what? I think the, the, the main thing is getting him to stay there. That's the thing. Because he's so, so used to, to getting involved deeper, it's whether I think. Conte really has to say to him, listen, the width of the goal up to like halfway in the, uh, like between the, uh, the opposition's goal and the halfway line, that is you. Don't leave this area. Like we used to say to Ginola, listen, just stay on the left, stay on the left. But we haven't got the ball, stay in shape, but just stay there. Don't drop it because we know you. that's what you've got to try and teach. Uh, okay. Mark, Mark Swift, not only said uh, big up for your tea, but he said bless you as well, darling. He says thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so uh, yeah, so that's what the issue is. Um, trying to keep Kane where he's told. And that's, yeah. like I said, that's not a criticism of him. He's got to just, if that's what Conte needs him to do for his system, then stop dropping deep, stop going to the left and stay where you're told. And it's only going to help you, my friend. 
I think that definitely happens in January. We'll talk about uh, who do we need in January now. And I think under Poch, uh, like you said, Brian, I think because he had Ericsson there, who was the playmaker, he didn't need to come deep because we had creativity in there. We had uh, Dembele, who was able to skim past people. We had a width. So he knew crosses were coming in. Now there's no creativity at all, really. So he can't, and and even under um, Jose, he had to come deep because he was the creative one. So I think January for me, I don't know what you think, Eugene, will come to you first. January for me, and I've been saying this for uh, about two years now, a playmaker is a must. We've sorted out the defence to an extent with Romero, and and like Carl said, we look a lot more solid. Uh, We still don't have that creativity. Ndombele does it in little fits and spurts. Lacelso again, Kane when he comes deep, but then like Brian says, you miss something with Kane because he's not in the box to finish off. So a playmaker for me is absolutely massive. Uh, uh, Wayne has said about Anano. I don't know too much about him, but I'm assuming, uh, as he's mentioned, Skip there, that's a similar kind of position. But uh, who, no, who you? the goalkeeper. Oh, oh. I he's know. the IX, PSV or ah, IX? Yes. Uh, PSV or IX yeah, goalkeeper yeah, is in trouble now. Let's forget it all now. Creativity. If he's got good kicks, then maybe that will help. It'd be an improvement. Uh, but, uh, two questions for you both. I'll start with you, Eugene. Uh, as uh, Carl has just put in a. Uh, Playmaker and a striker, maybe a wide right and a centre-back as a bonus. Uh, but firstly, uh, who, who do you think we need? And secondly, do you think Conte will be allowed to buy? Because unlike Jose, uh, uh, Poch, uh, 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 Nuno, it, they're in a position now, Levy, that if he doesn't give them, whereas those three will say, fine, I'll work with what I've got, Conte will just say, well, I'm off then. So do you oh. think he'll get what he wants in January because of... Chris, the, the that... that 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 is the tr- that that is the trigger word you say you know whether you we could have wanted to two better it. people on your stream right now no. to ask that question. <laughs> well, it's a debate, yeah. isn't it? It's a conversation. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, who do you yeah. think we need? And secondly, do you think whatever content size uh, that we need, do you think you'll get them or be allowed to get very them? Very simple, right? Uh, I think in the defense side, we do have abundance of them. You know, we haven't even seen Rodon play yet. Right, Mm -hmm. Sanchez is there. I know Sanchez can do some good, right? If he's been trained or you know programmed properly to play the way that he's supposed to play, right? We have Romero, and of course we got Davis, right? Which I've never liked him from day one. But I mean, if Conte feels that he's uh, capable, then it's Conte's choice, right? And of course we got Dyer. You know, you know all these were the deadwood that we were lining up to get rid of, (laughs) but uh, right Uh, at that moment, I don't think the defense part is that much of a serious problem uh maybe on the left wing back or a left wing or a left back player you know because we can't get Sassinion to come come up to the standard of fitness to be able to play in the first team we might have get one there but i think most important uh, like what carl simpson says the most important is the creative midfield mm. right the person who can take a corner number one the person <laughs> who can take a set piece right we don't have that you know we keep relying. That's why I keep asking, why are we relying on Son to take the corners, Son to take the free kicks? You know, even though Son get a, he got a freak one, right? The the, the goal that bounced into the net, <laughs> right? But Lacelso can't do it, right? So it's a weird thing. So uh, creative midfielder, I don't know if I mean, in the summer we were linked to James uh, what what Prowse, James Watt Prowse, right? Yeah. But somehow or another we didn't get him. He got an extension his contract. And his price from 25 million pounds went all the way up to 50 now, correct? So now the thing is, with this type of scenario, 
who do you think we can get as a creative midfielder? Do you think uh, Levy will pay the 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 uh, what call the wages for Coutinho to come over? All right? Do you th- do you see that? I don't I don't know. Do you see uh, uh, do we do you see Levy paying sixty million pounds or sixty five million pounds for Dusan? Right. So it comes down to that question again. Right. Number one, whether Conte demands for these type of players, we do not know. That's the first thing. If Conte demands for them and he doesn't get them, we know what the next result is, correct? Conte will walk. So if Conte walks, right, and Levy knows what the next result is, right, the whole fan base is going to go crazy, right? The pitchforks are going to come out and the torches are going to come out for him. That's all, right? That's how I see it. But for the players coming in, of course, what we need now, I mean, to improve our season, to go forward, I do believe that uh, we do need a backup striker for for Kane, right? Uh, I pity Kane a lot because for the past seven years or eight years, he's been our only striker. And we keep making the excuse that, oh, Son can cover for him. You know, we've got in Lorente, we've got in, what called? Jensen, we've got in, you know, Vinicius. But these all had bit parts playing, bit part, you know. They were all bit part players. So to me, in the end of the day, I think Kane is more or less burnt out at the moment. Mm-hmm. So that's why I see his performance are dropping like that. And then with all the final losses that he's gone through, you know, like the Champions League final hits him one time, the, the League Cup final hits him another time. And I think the biggest hit to him, right, was the Euros final because it was mm-hmm. in Wembley, it was home ground. And Weight of a nation on his shoulders rather than just a, a fan base of a club. Chris, he was the captain. Mm-hmm. You, you get yeah. what I'm saying? So I think it plays a lot on his heart. So now I think Conte coming in, hopefully, you know, he can find the key to open back his heart, straighten this back up here for him, and I think we'll be getting back the goals. But for the long run, I hope we get two more strikers. At least we, you know, remember in, in, in the 90s and early 2000s, you know, we used to have a Berbatov, a Keen, you know, a Defoe, a Crouch, you know, four strikers, you know, in our team and all mm. that. What, what happened to that, right? <laughs> Now we're stuck with one Harry Kane, and we hope for him to do magic, right? To score every goal that every every kick he kicks is going to turn in a goal. Come on, it doesn't work like yeah. that, you know. They are human too, you know. They're not machines. We're all human, yeah. right? Yeah. A couple of comments we got. Barry Ambrose completely agree with this. January signings need to be done in the first week. Never happens though. Uh, never happens in the <laughs> summer first. either. But yeah. Uh, Absolutely agree with that. Carl Simpson said, I'll never understand the Celso for Argentina. He's as important as Messi, but for us, it just doesn't click. I think that's got to be something where for Argentina, he knows he's playing every game unless he's injured. And he's in a system that obviously suits him, whereas for us, it's kind of trying to fit him in. Uh, Mark Swift has said for him, uh, centre-back, centre-midfield, left-wing, striker, do not trust any with this. Uh, <laughs> with this yeah. That's the answer. Yeah, I've got question. I, 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 <laughs> Brian's so trying to cheer himself up with a, a sunbathing as well. Yeah, uh, I was going to tell you because Yuji was going on about the lighting. That's my lighting, brother. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's nice. That's my lighting. Yeah. And so, on the second floor or third floor? Third floor. Yeah, I'm on the third floor too. <laughs> third floor, yeah. Third apartment. floor, second floor. Well, there's three flats and we're on the top. And the okay. grass, so maybe I'm on the second floor. Who knows? I'm on the third flat. Third so, yeah. Floor, so, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah in, in terms, I, I just want to make a point of the left wing. Vegion's uh, come out uh, in in recent weeks, in recent days, saying that he spoke to someone at Inter. I can't remember who, but asked, oh, what what can I expect with Conte?" And this guy who plays as a left wing back as well just said, "You will improve." 
So I, th I think with that, I'm not sure we need a left winger. Uh, but for me, anyway, a centre midfielder playmaker is is the most important player we can get, and then a backup striker. Uh, but yeah, for you. Who do you think we need? Who do you so, think we'll get? And do you think Conte will walk if there's any pushback from Levy saying no? Okay. So, oh, I like that last question. I like that last question. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting so, for that pushback. Uh, as I said on Eugene's channel on Wednesday, because we got into a debate, there's quite a few of us, and they're talking about what we need and what we'll get. They're two different things. Hmm. What, we, yeah. what we need as a necessity, without a shadow of a doubt, is two players... Desperately, which is Dusan Vlahovic, and I'm not even going to mention another striker. It's him. It is him. For age, for his quality, for what he can bring, um, his physique, his stature, done. He has to because Kane has not less space yet. Vinicius, Janssen, Lorente have not been up to scratch. That's not their fault. It's just been the, the quality that this parasite has brought in. That needs to be addressed. We're not just... <coughs> You look at Liverpool, where they have Mane, Firmino, Salah, who, quite frankly, are predominantly the, one of the most fearsome top three anywhere in Europe right now. But what did they do last season? OK, let's pressure this up and keep on their toes. Let's bring in Jota. And you can see what's happened. Not only has Jota settled in, but they're, they're, they're playing out of their skins at the moment. So Harry Kane needs not just someone to say a backup. I'm not using that word with Vlahovic. I'm using the word competition. Serious competition. So, A, keep him on his toes and go, right, there is someone here. I don't have to just turn up and be fit and I play. He desperately needs competition. And the other position we desperately, desperately need is that playmaker. Yes, there's other areas I think we need. Like, we need another centre-back. Um, we, 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 we need more strength in depth, basically. But a centre-back to go with Romero, uh, to really make that like a Jan and Toby uh, kind of partnership. But the two positions we desperately, desperately, desperately need right now, and if we just get those two, like, uh, was it Wade Bonner or Cole that said a uh, playmaker, striker, and a centre-back would be a bonus? That is bang yeah. on the money. Yeah, I think it was Cole. Was I think it was Cole. Yeah. That is absolutely bang on the money. It's a necessity, what we need right now. In the summer where he's got longer, and then he can really dissect what you need, let's face it. When you look at defence, yes, the defence is not up to scratch at the moment. We would like more strength in it. But you have Roden, Tanganga, Sanchez, Dyer, um, Romero. That's just five to begin with. So they may not all be as good as Romero up to that quality, but all five of them could do a position. If, if we have to go splash serious cash on those two, um, that's what I want. Dusan Vlahovic, I actually want as my first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. If we just got a Dusan Vlahovic, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be pissed off that we haven't got any more. But the fact that we brought Dusan through the door... We'll be like, okay, that's a, that's a huge step. That's a huge step. Now, we get to the point where, and I, I haven't mentioned a sense of uh, mid-pep because there's loads of options. And we just need someone with a bit of class. I mean, people go on about, and I keep saying this, Coutinho has fallen off a cliff. Fallen off a cliff. But in England, we know what's there. We know what's there. And if we were to get him on loan for the end of the season, no obligation, I'd rather have a Coutinho in where we've got no creativity than not have a Coutinho when we carry on like it is. So What would happen with that is that players would make runs because they know there's someone there who can exactly. ping 50 yards and exactly. therefore he looks better because he'll be constantly in that game, in those games, playing exactly. those passes rather than 
to sidestep. And you've got to remember how good Coutinho was at Liverpool. He was yeah. incredible. And Magical. I, I, I'm sure he would give everything to come back in England and revive his career. I mean, there are rumours yesterday that got bought, that scored on the, and I understand this one, that Antonio Conte, apparently he started, to, not him as in the guy at the top, started offering him people like Eddie Hazard on loan. And Conte said no straight away. Don't want him. And that was, and apparently that was because he didn't work hard for the team. And if Conte was worked with Hazard and got the best out of Hazard and saying no, then mm. hell no. Uh, okay, so that's fair. If the players don't come in, I don't think he'll walk in January. I think he'll be very, very pissed off. And then if it doesn't happen in the summer, he'll be off. But one thing I will tell you, if it doesn't happen in January, Conte may not go, but I will be coming in February. And that's guaranteed. <laughs> I will be back in February and I will be back standing outside the club shop and protesting even harder than I did before. Because this is what normally happens where, woohoo, we got Conte, let's party, let's celebrate, and all the Levy inners and the Levy whatever are like, oh, look, look, he's really turned the corner, he's really doing this. I'm like, you idiots. I don't mean idiots. <laughs> I'm like, don't, don't swallow this. Let's wait and see. He's made the step. He's kept everyone quiet, or he, he thinks he's kept people quiet for now. Let's see if he does what he says. Let's see if he does what he says. Because if I if I if I remember correctly, Aston Villa he made an announcement that he was going to sign an attacking defender, uh, attacking striker, uh, attacking manager <coughs> that will play open, expansive, and attractive football. Didn't happen. We didn't. We get to spend what we bring in. Didn't happen. Um. And did you see the report that came out yesterday to see how much people could potentially spend with FFP regulations? Okay, so I'm going to read to you. This is from FFP rules. Uh, where is it? Let me get it. About the amount of uh, teams, the amount of money people could potentially spend without breaking FFP in January. So I'll pick up a few things. Like, so the 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 the. the Aston Villa can spend five million without breaking FFP. Uh, West Ham can spend seventy-one. Leicester seventy-nine. Leeds at ninety-nine. Newcastle one hundred sixty-six. Burnley one hundred seventy-one. Arsenal two hundred one. Chelsea two hundred forty-one. Manchester United two hundred forty-three. Liverpool two hundred seventy-three. Tottenham Hotspur four hundred million <laughs> can be spent because of what we've been doing. Without breaking FFP. And here's the, uh, I don't know if you can see it probably because of the sun. Uh, no, you can't, but I'll, yeah. I'll post it. Yeah. That's potentially what we have in the bank to spend, according to these reports, without breaking FFP. So that's in the bank sitting there. Let's see what's spent, shall we? Mm, that's true. Most probably it's not in the bank sitting there anyway. It's gone somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, it's, some property. it's probably building, a, it's building a, a garage on my third floor balcony from a car. I'm still here though. Okay. And last question, and I'll start with you, Eugene. Uh, what can Conte achieve this season? And and also a sub kind of question. Do you see it as a short term or a long term appointment? He's obviously got 18 months, which I, I'm not sure how much you can actually change uh, completely in 18 months. And then people will know that I've been banging on about this, that Pochettino's contract ends in 18 months. So I, I'm convinced that he's coming back and, and Conte's here for short-term kind of thing to win a cup. But uh, do you think with Conte, it's a, 
a short-term thing, win a cup or, or, or just get us back on track? Or do you think it's, uh, you know, short-term in the sense of get us back on track this season, summer, have a real good go with the 400 million or, 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 or certainly a couple of hundred million that uh, Brian mentioned there. And then in then the summer, try and, do what, try and do what Conte does and then win a league for a team that were mid-table. Or do you think it is he's going to be in charge of the rebuild, that 18 months will be extended and yeah, I, I've kind of waffled there. And then, yeah, what, what do you think he can achieve this season? Uh, I think Conte can at least get us one of the Cups, right? Yeah. Uh, we're already in the quarterfinals of the Carabao, right? Yeah. Uh, not uh, sure he gets long. 400 million viewers, but yeah. should definitely be uh, yeah, checking. If, if, we, if, if we spend that 400 million, right, I'll be doing an eight-hour stream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are we going to spend that 400 million? But uh, that will never happen. Mark, you know that. We know that. Uh, all the Spurs fans know that. But uh, the 18-month contract doesn't play too much on me at the moment because uh, if we do get a cup along the way and we do get another cup along the way uh, <coughs> during the end of his tenure, right? And if Levy doesn't extend his contract, right, I think the fan base will go crazy too, right? You already have a successful manager that, I mean, you should follow up with the momentum. Why do you cut it off and bring another manager in when you have momentum? Which is, you know, it's very, very, uh, you know, Levy-ish to do it, right? He does things very weirdly. But uh, like I said, for, you know, um, if he doesn't get the support, you know, Conte will walk, right? Even even before 18 months, he will walk, right? Mm -hmm. So let's see how it goes. Uh, the achievement that we can get now at the moment with our squad, I will say we'd be very lucky we can get one of the Cups, maybe the Conference League and maybe uh, Carabao Cup, right? And... Around top six would be nice for us. Around top six would be top six would be nine nine. It would be a good good position for us to be in top six, right? But uh, this season feels a bit weird because you know teams are dropping points around. You know, Chelsea drawing, Liverpool losing, and you know surprisingly West Ham is somewhere up there with with the the top four. So uh, we have to see, you know, and of course uh, with Ole still at the wheel. Uh, Manchester United doesn't look much of any threat at the moment, right? But with there's a lot of rumours going around, Ole wouldn't be at the wheel anymore longer, mm. right? But uh, we're not going to focus on other teams. We have to focus at our own club, Spurs, right? Conte was brought in because of the what happened in the stadium during the Manchester United game, right? That really hit him bad, okay? So he made a reactive reaction by sacking Nuno, bringing in Conte, which he knew if we brought in if he brought in Conte, right? 90% of the fan base that was harping we want Levy out, okay, will jump back onto the fence and wait and see, right? So, like I said, whatever he has done, he's put himself or painted himself in a corner. If he doesn't make the proper decisions along the way, right, and if Conte does bring us a cup or two during his tenure and he does remove Conte and bring in another manager, if he brings back Poch, don't forget, if you really have a system that's successful, you end it and you bring in a new, another manager in. It doesn't matter who comes in, whether it's Poch or, or whoever, right? You're breaking that trend, right? And then the, the, the new manager, even if Poch comes back in, he has to re-implement his mm. ideas. He's not going to play Conte ball again, right? He has to retrain them again. Why do we have to go through that again? Why just, just renew his contract, give him a bit more money, right? Give him the players he wants, and then he can continue. For all I, for all I see, right, if Conte is successful, I don't even mind Conte being with us for the next 10 years or so if he's successful, if he can give us the, the glory on the pitch, right? Okay? Because don't forget, one of the very first few interviews that Conte did say, right, we have all this beautiful 
stadium, <laughs> the infrastructure, right, the training grounds, right, but we are not showing it on the pitch. So we have to show it on the pitch. That's all, right? So I believe Conte could be a long-term solution for us. Maybe five years, six years, eight years. Who knows, right? Until the day comes when you know who crosses him and he will walk. <laughs> That's all, right? And when, and you know, and the best part, right? Conte is the type of manager. He walks, right? That means he resigns, right? The club doesn't have to compensate him. Don't forget, second of Porsche, second of Mourinho, second of Nuno. Nuno. We've at least spent 40 million pounds in just compensation for managers. Yeah. Isn't that a waste of money? Yeah, well, uh, Barry Ambrose said 400 million that'll pay for the building of flats, hotel, diving tank, and go kart track. I mean, don't yeah. give Brian, Brian yeah. seething at that. Uh, Wade Bono has said if, if, if they bring Conte in and then back him, let him bring in the players he wants and needs, then we put in a challenge for top four and cups. we in. I'm, I'm not sure, Wade, is that this season, next season, or both? No, uh, because the I think he can be both. You know? No, Chris, I'm saying Conte is coming in, right? Not going for top four. Conte's mind is not fixed on getting top four. Conte's mind is fixed in winning the Premier League. That's what mm -hmm. he does. He goes out and wins things, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't they, go up and aim for positions. But maybe they, uh, this season, yes, because he came in halfway, he knows that he can't push that far. Maybe yes, okay. He might be targeting for top four. He doesn't well, need top league four. league is done yeah. for this year, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I think it's... Uh, like Wayne says there, to try and get top four this season, maybe win a cup, and then in summer, go for it and then try and do what Conte does. Uh, yeah. yeah, Mark Swift has also said, and I agree with this completely, sub to Spurs, Eurasian TV and Tottenham on tour. Links are all in the description. Um, but Brian, uh, what do you think? Conte generally doesn't stay at clubs for that long, so I'm a bit hesitant to say he is a long-term appointment and obviously the, the, the mention I put of Poch there coming back. But what do you think... It, do you think he's a long-term appointment there for the rebuild, or do you think it's a short-term to try and win a league, uh, maybe uh, certainly win a cup? And uh, yeah, what, what do you think he can achieve this season? Uh, but, you know yeah, Wayne, Wayne has also said this. Sorry to cut you off there. That's right. This season is where he starts laying his foundations. Do you, do you think that's the case? And then he's going for league next year, and everyone that I want in the summer, will, and and yeah, short-term or long-term for you? So, so first of all, just uh, like Eugene said, I. He he doesn't have a track record of staying with teams for long, but neither did Pep Guardiola before he came to Man City. Mm. Everyone thought every single time, right, this is last season, he stays. I'm not saying he will be, but there is a, a, a point where there will be a manager, like Conte, that will commit to a club. If promises are kept, maybe he will. Maybe he will. That that It all, it all hinges on that. That's Let's not get this round. It's, what Conte will do is he will guarantee... I mean, next season, I guarantee we'll be challenging for the title. Guaranteed. Um, really? Does, does yeah, that mean but, you, think, you think that that 400 million will be close to being spent or what Conte says I need, Levy will get? Or do you no, think it's just the way I, that he'll completely change the players and how we play? So what I think it is, I mean, when I say challenging for the title, I mean not just challenging for the top four. I don't know if we sustain a, top, uh, a challenge for the title, but I think for a lot of the season, we'll be in the conversation and then we might just drift off. But... I'd rather be mentioned as challenging for the title rather than challenging for top four. That's the that's the difference that Conte will deliver. He will change us from being a top four candidate or a top four challenger to a a, a premiership um, title. Uh, yeah, uh, competitor. So 
I don't think he'll spend the 400 million. What I think he will be able to do, um, I think finally we have someone where, let's say we said Dele Alli, if Parasite wants 50 million for him, and then we have an offer for, let's say, 25, 30, that I don't think we'll get, but this is just numbers. Mm. I think Conte will have the the clout to say, I can okay. use that 30 million elsewhere to stop you spending that 400 million. And then they go, oh, yeah, like uh, someone said, <laughs> build flats and, and build this and build that with that other 400. Um, so that's where I think he's going to get a lot of, they may say I'm chucking in whatever, you need to make up the rest. And it's going to be, well, let me sell the players that I can get out the door for the money I can use to, to spend elsewhere rather than your wild, wild uh, transfer for, uh, evaluations. Um, this season, do you know what? All, all, all I hope from Conte is, don't get wrong, I don't think we'll be challenging for Conference League. I think it'll be a Europa League and maybe a late push for Champions League. And that's only because he hasn't had a pre-season. He has not had a pre-season. And not only that, players are coming back from the long season it was the first COVID when we're still playing in July. Then a, impact, a full season last season at random times. Then a Euros. Then straight back into to Tottenham. So I think this season, if he could just unite the Spurs fans like he did with um, like he did with Poch, when Poch literally got all the fans together. Yes, people, I'll still be leaving out and I'll still gladly sing it, but I will back the team and back the manager. And if he can get those players feeling loved and respected and wanted again and feel that they're going somewhere, he has the potential to do everything. I mean, why not go for a cup treble like Liverpool did when they won the UEFA? I think it was still UEFA, the FA and the Carabao Cup. Well, we're still in all three. Mm. Um, we got West Ham. That's going to be a huge test for him because now we're coming into... Once they come back on November the 21st, we all know it's non-stop till mid-January. Like, literally mm. non-stop. And he's got to use game management and start looking, like I said, these two weeks, not only is he looking at the players, he's thinking, right, these games I need maximum points or he needs maximum points from all really. But you know, the ones where he has to, if he wants to really start climbing up the table and change the outlook on the club, until January, he's seriously got to look at that squad and think, right, you're definitely playing in this game. You're definitely whatever. And in this game, I give you a rest. And all managers are doing that right now, but they don't have the lack of depth we do. So this season... I, it's a free hit for him. Yes, I want to get to finals, and I think we will get to a final because of Conte. The Conte effect will happen. Um, but if we just get to a final and win a trophy, I'm going to be over the moon. Absolutely. I don't care which one of the three I will be, because that's all I want. I want Spurs to have a big, shiny, silver trophy. And I, I said yet uh, again on Eugene's show, we used to take the piss out of Arsenal when they went eight years without winning anything, seven years without anything, six years. We're like, eight years, only one fuck all. And here we are at 13. <laughs> here we are at 13. Um, so we're over 50% of their eight years. It, it, it's, it's unacceptable. And that's what I expect from him. I don't want to say, right, you've got to get us in the Champions League. Right, you've got to do this. Win a cup and make us competitive again and challenging for the top four. And get us Europa. And then it's a success. And then next mm. season, I expect... Top four is a minimum, minimum, but that's all based on parasite backing him. Um, but but that that this is the thing. It doesn't matter what we say all times. As much as I, yes, I do have an agenda. All roads lead back to that man, and we know that if he gets what he wants, he will win. He will win. There's no doubt about it. It's just a case of if he is. 
Yeah, well, I think we're all guaranteed that we're in a lot better position uh, well, thinking about Tottenham than we were under Nuno. No disrespect to Nuno, he's a nice guy, but I think it's it's it, the wrong fit. Uh, and, and like you said, Brian, uh, the players will have respect for Conte. That that goes for players coming in. It's completely different to saying, oh, Nuno wants you to come in to Conte wants you to come in. But I, I think January is huge, I think. Not just, uh, you know, you don't automatically get all the players that you want, but it, it will be an indication to Conte when he says, I want a player, if Levy's going to back him or not. Well, you've got uh, to remember, Chris, as well, sorry. In January, if he's backed, that's the hardest market where they're more expensive. So if he yeah. does do it, although Dusan is, why I love about Dusan is he, he said he's not going to sign another contract, but look how he's playing compared to like how Harry Kane is handling this situation. So Dusan is one that is easier to get over the line in January because obviously he's not signing a contract, so his value is dwindling. But if he does go and back him in January, it's a clear indication to him like, okay, he's doing it in the harder market. Yeah, but then so we also know he summer. did this with Taggy and Dembele just because he hadn't signed anyone for three windows and then went AWOL again. So, it, yeah. like I said, everything leads back to him. It's out of the manager's yeah. hands, to be honest, which is not a thing you want to say. No. But yeah, unfortunately, we're out of time. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, it's been. It, I mean, sometimes when there's an international break, you haven't got a game to talk about. It's like, hmm, what do we talk about? But, I mean, there's so much to talk about with Spurs and, and always. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much to you guys, always coming on. You did, I think, has been on every uh, Friday channel. I, I, it's early next uh, week, uh, 11 o'clock, because I'm out in the afternoon. Uh, okay, I can say no to that it's 6am, so you can yeah, cast yeah, your phone. Yeah. Unless my cat wakes me up. Yeah. But, so it might just be me, but uh, ho hopefully you do will be on. <laughs> I'll, but, um, be around. I'll always yeah. be around, Chris. Don't worry. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, yeah, uh, just before we go, just before we go, uh, all three of us got Spurs stream. So obviously hit like, hit subscribe on here, uh, and you know keep watching the uh, uh, replays and and uh, uh, the uh, podcast that will come out as well. And then when you've done that, go on to Spurs Eurasian TV. Uh, Eugene, where can people find you? Uh, on YouTube, Spurs Eurasian TV. Uh, I think I'm the only Malaysian Spurs channel at the moment, uh, right? <laughs> That's doing live shows. Uh, guys, uh, we're just a bridge uh, for the home home fans, right? Uh, so we get to meet a lot of the home guys there. We're trying to link up uh, uh, with all the guys around the world. Uh, we are very international now, right, Spurs? Mm. Right, We're all over the world. We've got uh, people doing uh, shows from the side of Asia. we got people doing shows from the side of uh, Canada, North America. And of course, uh, a lot of people are doing shows uh, from the United Kingdom and in, especially in London itself, right? Guys, uh, don't forget, of course, uh, smash a like, right? Uh, subscribe to Chris's channel. Let's talk Tottenham. I'll talk Tottenham. And of course, that way. Tottenham no, on tour. Uh, this yeah. you are you're down. Yeah. Tottenham on tour is yeah. nice. Oh, right? Sorry, you said Tottenham on tour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris is this side. Yeah. Tottenham on tour is this side. <laughs> right, guys. Uh, good to be on, Chris. Uh, don't uh, don't oh, worry. Pleasure. You do so it at 11. 11, your time is about 7 p.m. my time. So I'm still around. Okay. I'm okay. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. hit like on here. Then go to Spurs Eurasian TV. Subscribe to that. And then go to Tottenham on tour. Uh, hit subscribe there, Brian. Where can people find you? Well, uh, first of all, Chris, don't do your stream at 6 a.m. Uh, my time. Stay up till 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning your time. And then it's uh, much more <laughs> conducive for me. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> But, 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 the first thing is, I have to say, it, it's good to be on the bottom of here because when I say subscribe to these two, I can just go like that and you're both above me. <laughs> <laughs> so much easier, so much easier. So, yeah, just follow these two. That's brilliant. I like that. So, uh, yeah, none of this nonsense. I still, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, you can find me on Tottenham on tour. Um, we've got a lot, a lot of new stuff coming up. We've got two Brian's coming out tonight where we're going to have Rez from the shelf side Spurs and maybe a couple of other sort of shelf side Spurs boys. Um, we're I meeting with Brian today. We're going to be discussing, like I said, a load of new content and loads of new ideas that we'll be releasing shortly. Um, but yeah, if you agree with what I say or you don't like what I say, either way, come and join me at Tottenham on tour. We're growing and uh, there's a lot more to come. But most importantly, and I can do it so easily, so scratch these two. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. yeah Three nice. channels there. They're all in the description. Well, these two. Uh, two in the description. The other way. These two. Description watching it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no excuse not to go to Spurs U Asian TV, Tottenham Tour. Hit subscribe there. But yeah, please make sure you hit the like, subscribe to this channel, hit the notification bell. You get a notification when we're going live. Um, but yeah, back on Monday. I'm not sure what we talk about on that one. It'll be a. Uh, how is Tottenham's season going so far? And what do we uh, imagine for the uh, rest of the season? You should That's do it on the uh, international. You should do an international roundup on all the players. Yeah, yeah. We'll do what Brian said. We'll do what Brian <laughs> said. <laughs> we'll do something. Eight o'clock Monday, uh, 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 eight o'clock PM. Uh, and then obviously back on Friday, a little bit earlier, uh, which will be the preview right. to the Leeds game. Yeah, two in the morning. Until... Two in the morning. Stay up, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <just> stay up. <laughs> yeah. well it's all on replay so you can watch it at your leisure at any time around the world uh, but yeah uh, cheers guys a pleasure having you on as always and until next time come on you Spurs leave you out leave you out leave you out thank you so much for watching for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments before you go please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button anybody who couldn't watch the live video you can still catch us on YouTube add any comments suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video anybody who's listened to the audio only podcast thank you so much for listening anybody who wants the audio only podcast you get this wherever you get your podcast from alternatively if you go to Twitter at LTalkTottenham you'll find all the information there we'll be back soon we're live Mondays 8pm Fridays half 12 UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs! <laughs>